Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, we've been doing this for a long time. Long time. And I have to say that I don't know that I've ever quite felt like this as we're about to record because I truly, truly, I'm not sure what to talk about. Uh, We could talk about the thing you sent me on Twitter or X or whatever they call it now. Yeah. Should we start with that? Why don't we start with that? Joe Thornton has told us what he thought we already knew. Right. He's retired. And if you didn't watch the announcement, which the Sharks shared on X and other media platforms, it's vintage Joe. It really is. He's not wearing a shirt. It's uh, very off the cuff. He's got a beard going. He looks exceptionally strong. Yes. And he said he'll see you see us at the rink. He's That's right. clearly still involved in hockey. Uh, but he is no longer playing in the NHL, as if we didn't know that already. But he's not. It doesn't sound like he's going to go back. He's done. Good for him. Hall of Famer, Joe That's Thornton. right. Yeah, and incredibly special to have seen him play in his prime, like and be. I don't know, dude. I mean, this is a, a great debate, right? Greatest shark of all time. It's. I. I think so. I think you have to have that conversation. I think someone, they posted, uh, I guess they did post Jumbo. I think someone had a rendering of Mount Rushmore and it was Nabby and Marlowe and it must have been Jumbo. I can't remember the third person and the fourth person was blank. Maybe we should have this conversation because then we can avoid talking about the Sharks this season. <laughs> Who would you pour in the fourth slot, dude? Dan Boyle. But of course, I would too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, that's just purely bias, yeah, right? That's, that's Who just bias. Is the fourth spot? <clears throat> Marcus Ragnarsson. Um, I mean, I'm uh, honestly the fourth spot is Doug Wilson. Yeah, I think that's right. As the a, fourth as, spot is Doug Wilson as a GM and as a player. As a player, I mean, yeah. he's part of the original team. Um was the architect of the best years of the San Jose Sharks, who were arguably the best regular season hockey team in the NHL for over a decade. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of experts, and I think even just fans would agree, the Sharks of the last 15 years, the Sharks are the best team uh, to not win the cup. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they yeah. they got close a couple of times. They got to the cup one time and uh, couldn't close the deal. But uh, best regular season team and Doug Wilson was a masterful architect of that team for several, several years. I think it's Doug Wilson. Yeah, that's a good call. And dude. Dan Boyle, you had another face. And Dan, Dan Boyle. You just carve another place in the mountain. Yeah. That's what you do. Or Nicholas Wally. Which is uh, <laughs> I don't think big. I have that sound. It's a very, very um, important player. <laughs> I do it almost better than he does. <laughs> All right, dude. I think we have to talk about the Sharks this season. How, I gotta, long, how long do we have to talk about? Yeah, it? I um, I told you that 
for better or worse, I was going to commit myself to watching every moment of the Sharks. And I did a great job until Until. halfway through the Tampa game. (laughs) And then I haven't watched anything since. (laughs) I just couldn't do it. Like, um, and I think, you know, obviously all Sharks fans know how anemic this team is offensively. They are the worst offensive team. They are offensive. Yes. uh, In the offensive zone. Um, and that is makes watching them play so hard to watch because they can rarely generate any sort of quality scoring chance. And it's not from lack of effort. And this is not a team that is coasting. Right. These guys are busting their A's, dude. You know, I mean, you you can tell. They're trying. They just are lacking upper level NHL skill players. Yeah, it's true. They have a team filled with bottom forward NHL players plus some guys who are not the types of players who can create they've got finishers with nobody to create for them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um they've got some very highly credentialed NHL goal scorers on this team. Now, some of them uh, have been on the downside of their careers and you're hoping for a renaissance from a few. And um, it's unfair to fully evaluate them because uh, they they aren't playing with the players that they probably would be playing with on any other team. Right. Uh, the Sharks have the least amount of skill yeah. of any NHL team. And I, that's really hard to watch. I think that's, that's true. That's true. And... Uh... People are mad about it already. They're mad. Well, this is what I'm... I am not mad that they're losing because I think it is in the best interest of the franchise and that if we can get one of the top two picks and get a player that could partner with some of our other young talent to really turn this team around in a few years, I think it's worth the suffering right now. What I'm worried about is that the Sharks are right now committed to playing Eklund and Bordalo and that if you are going to subject them to an all-time NHL <laughs> mockery yeah. of a season yeah i don't see how that's positive experience for them in any way and i'm concerned about that the other thing i'm concerned about that i think needs to be addressed very soon is the Sharks have no, no puck moving from the back. Yeah. It is... It's a desert. It's, it's a desert. It's so... it It's it's tragic, you know? <laughs> and go find it, 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 somebody who could be a total sieve defensively that can, on the power play, at least try to generate any kind of of offense. Mm-hmm. The, I know these players exist, right? Yeah. I think that you have to find a way to to put that sort of player or two of them on this roster so that Eklund and Bordalo or even Duclair, um, Zadina, these guys have a chance. They have any chance at all. Because right now, I think that's the biggest problem right now. Yeah. Yeah, well, lack of scoring is is a big problem. Is a big problem. 
pretty much every aspect of the game. Although I'm relatively happy with the goaltending. I agree with you. I think the um, statistically, it is very unfair to judge the performance of the goaltending uh, based on what the stats are. Um, I know, I mean, Mackenzie Blackwood's worst game was against Tampa Bay, but he has played very well in the others, even if he gave up four goals because he is, I mean, he's facing 50 shots, right? And he's also got, I mean, there are some players on the Sharks roster who I don't think would be in the top six for the majority of the rest of the league. Yeah. And they are playing, some of them, over 18 minutes for us, right? So um, <laughs> that's hard. How can you how can you win like that? And and that's okay. <laughs> I mean, that part of it I'm okay with. But I think that there's been a bit of a um, there needs to be a bit of an adjustment in thinking here. Whereas we've maybe gone too far one way, right? You've got Kyle Burrows, Jan Ruda, yeah. Like we don't need all you know all those guys they're the same kind of guys yeah. like i mean out there um and no creativity it is i think really if the sharks could find a way to get a puck moving defenseman we're not talking about carlson here yeah, right yeah you know i'm gonna take ian white yeah you know like <laughs> where is ian white where right is ian white right dan boyle uh, come back out <laughs> No, we don't need somebody of that caliber. We need just we need. No, I mean Dan Boyle now. Uh, wait, I'm, I'm trying to. Where's Taylor Fadun? Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean that's that's kind of a joke, but not really. Like, I mean that's this is that's a player that was a I believe a a very well regarded AHL level like puck moving defenseman. Fine, let him play. Uh, for the sharks, somebody like that. Yeah. There's got to be something out there. I'm worried about that for this team. If they continue, they haven't scored. They've only scored more than one goal one time. One time, yeah. It's uh, it's it's bad. In their defense, and Lord knows they need it. It's been a lot of good teams they've played so far: Vegas, Colorado, Carolina, Boston. Nashville, they lost bad. Florida's good. Tampa Bay's good. And Carolina again. Like, basically, no bad team so far. Sure. That is true. I mean, Florida is 500. Every other team is good. And Florida was 500. Florida, um, what we we played their, I think, their third string goalie, Anthony Stolarz, if you remember him from the Ducks organization. I do. I do remember that name. And And they were missing... No Barkov, no um, several of their top players out. And, I mean, that game was not a blowout, right? It was not a runaway. You know, the Sharks have really... um, I mean, they got housed by Tampa, right? And they lost uh, pretty handily to Nashville. I think the thing is that when you watch all of these games... There is just a noticeable difference, yeah. right? Yeah, it is noticeable. a noticeable difference between the ability level and the Sharks are able to hang in there, you know, based on, 
you know, they are trying, they are trying hard, you know, to hang on. But when it gets away from them, there's no way they cannot catch up. Like, I mean, yeah. you're almost have to play perfect. Yeah. And yeah. when you can't score at all, like you can't score at all. <laughs> I know. Like, like how? I don't know. What, you know, uh, yeah, and now I'm, Barabanov's out. So Couture is out and Barabanov's out. And it's, you know, two guys who can score. And, and like you said, neither of these guys are elite scorers in the NHL, but they certainly could contribute some offense. And now we're missing those two guys. Sure. I mean, like, those are two top nine forwards in the NHL for, I think, almost any team. I mean, like, that's... Yeah. Like, yes, you'll, you'll feel that absence for sure. But Barabanov was around for at least, you know, two-thirds of the games that we've played so far, it hasn't really mattered. <laughs> no, like, no. I do think the problem is, and I'm listen, I'm no NHL coach, dude. I can't even skate, yeah. right? <laughs> but I do think the problem is they cannot drive any possession from the back. Yeah. Nothing. Like, and when you're on the power play and you're playing five forwards yeah. like it's not good no. and now they've realized that doesn't work because they got beat up on shorties yeah so now they've got like jan ruta out there i know jan ruta and like God you're, bless him. Or, <laughs> you're like what is going on yeah like it or they have um <laughs> dude i love kyle burroughs's mustache and yeah. i i and i like how hard he plays he takes some bad penalties yeah. but like that i like that Dude, he plays hard. Yes. He's playing 20 minutes. I know. Like this guy I know. Didn't, couldn't even be a regular player in the NHL until now. And now he's playing he's 20 got, minutes. He's playing 20 minutes. He's our top pairing defenseman. Yeah. Like that's a there's that's a big problem. Like that's that's not good. Mm-hmm. And and it's just interesting to me and what I don't understand is why why is Henry Thrun down I didn't think he was. I mean, um, yeah. I don't know why he's down. Yeah, why is he down? But Eklund and Bordalo are still up. Just I, I don't know why. What What's the difference in your eyes? Like, what are they doing? I I don't know. I guess I don't know if Thrun's uh, ceiling is anywhere close to where Bordalo and Eklund's ceiling is. And and I think maybe the coaching staff's trying to see can they play in the NHL now. Because Lord knows the Sharks need NHL players that can score and contribute. And right now it's not looking so good. And I don't know. Pretty soon they they might have to uh, reevaluate that situation. Because I agree with you. I think if you put those guys on a losing team where they basically have no good looks ever, um, I'm not so sure how that's the plan to turn these guys into good players in the NHL. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. And I guess the organization will have to get a read on that, whether or not they feel like for them, the act of sending them down is more damaging to them psychologically than letting them stay up and be on a team that is going to lose 60 games. Right. Yeah. You know, um, we started, uh, dude, I tried so hard to, to start like a really positive chain <laughs> like text thread with you early in the season. I mean, I thought in the first game, Philip Zadina, I was like, ooh, okay. Uh, I'm like, okay, like, I mean, Zadina, like, now I'm, right? I'm in. Yeah. And since then, 
Yeah. It's there's been not much and actually I think he has I know plus minus is not the, the stat of all stats but I think he has the worst plus minus on the Sharks. He does. Um I I do uh like Fabian Zetterland. I do too. Um I like how he plays. Um he does lead the Sharks with two goals. <laughs> Tied with Zadina. You. Um, dude, I mean, we thought Mario Ferraro might lead this team in minutes played, but woofa, right? He does. Yep. Um, that's tough when that's happening, dude. Um, I mean, what else? Uh, what, do you, what do you think about the Sharks scratching Mark Edward Vlasic? I guess it makes sense. I mean, he played five games. His average time on ice is 11 minutes. I mean, that's lower. Well, I think one one game he was hurt. So maybe it's... it's. Let me look at his game log here real quick and see if there's something weird. A couple, couple games he played very, very little. Against Nashville, he played six minutes. Colorado was the game I think he got hurt. He only played three minutes in the Colorado game, but only six minutes in the Nashville game. 16 against Carolina, 13 against Boston, 17 and a half opening night against Vegas. You know, this is... So he played in the last game. He played against the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah. yeah. 16 minutes. So I guess he's back in the lineup. That's a that's a sort of a normal amount for a defenseman, for a third pairing generally. Sort yeah. of in the 16-minute range, that's the third pairing minute. But... Yeah, I mean they're 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 in trouble. Let's I'm I'm gonna go to uh, James. I'm going to uh, dudesonhockey.com in the comment threads. Uh, people still do comment on the post, and we do appreciate it. We do read those comments. Don't always reply, but we do read them. Uh, James, longtime listener, said, "Can't just imagine the possibilities if the Sharks had traded Ek65 last year when he wanted to be dealt. The team can't score two goals without him. Likely, we would have Bedard." Reaction to that? Um, it makes me want to throw up. I think you <laughs> might be right. You might be right. Um, I don't. I mean, although the Sharks did have Timo Meyer for a while, I don't know if they would have been that bad. But yes, did, it would have been different. I don't know. I mean, I don't remember Ek sixty five being as clear about a trade request last season as he was this off season, right? Yeah, I mean, he may have still privately wanted to be traded, but um, I don't know that the Sharks were in as much of a when the season started. I don't know that they I don't think they thought they'd be maybe where they were. Right. They still seemed to be painting this picture of are we you know, they could have extended Timo Meyer. Yes. Right. I mean, like that was a very real possibility. That was a conversation we were having a year ago. Yeah. 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 I mean, so, you know, this team could have stuck to their plan. If Doug Wilson was still here, they would have extended Timo Meyer and Eric Carlson would still be on the team and yeah. we'd be, you know, not where they are, but we would not be a playoff team. And right. it would have just been, I think, even a worse long term situation. But I don't know that you're wrong. I mean, if we had traded, um, not a lock that we would have had Bedard, it still has to go your way, right? Mm-hmm. In the, in the, in the pick. Right, it, it didn't go the Ducks' way conveniently. It did not. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That yes, that sucks. 
Thanks, Dude, thanks, James. Nazir says, watching the Lightning game, I had to look up the NHL record for fewest wins in a season. It's eight. Hard to imagine the Sharks win nine games this year unless they trade for a couple new defensemen. I, we were just talking about that. But yes, I mean, certainly I think uh, we're. it's not a great sample size and the sample size that we do have is skewed towards the better teams in the league. So I'm not inclined to disagree with you, but I think when we start playing some of the, you know, let's see how they do against Pittsburgh. Right, Pittsburgh's not very good this year so far. There's, you Dude. know, they're last. They're three and four. Right? What are these teams that aren't very good? Arizona, Chicago. You know, well, Vancouver's actually playing pretty well right now. Can but, we talk about the Edmonton Oilers really quick? Yeah, dude. <laughs> was that my pick? Uh, uh yeah. I mean, was. no, dude. I mean, the, I would have picked them in the top five or six. Yeah. Of course, yeah. But like, dude, yeah, they're, they're one five and one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Talk about this is. I mean, those of you who are uh, baseball fans, the Oilers are the angels of hockey. Like they are. <laughs> they have two of the best players, two of the top ten players in the NHL. Yep. They cannot figure out how to win. I know at all. I know. I mean, Jay Woodcroft. And Evander Kane apparently is being Evander Kane and Shocking. saying be, saying dumb stuff about his lack of playing time and the team and this and that. I mean, what 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 did they think was going to happen when you keep this get that guy? I don't know, dude. How long before do the Oilers figure it out, or are they going to have to blow it up? Well, I picked them, so I'm going to say they have to figure it yeah. out. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think Evan, you got to get rid of Evander Kane somehow. <laughs> no one's going to know who who will no, take no one's, him. No one's going to take him. No but, one will take him. Yeah. You are stuck. I mean, I, that's it, at some point you have to. When when does Connor McDavid raise his hand and say, "Get me out of here"? I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. This sucks. I'm in my hundred percent prime. Like what? is going on get me out of here yeah right yeah and i i just whatever yeah all right dude heather says other than nico sturm name a player greer has brought in that has been successful and a difference maker so far greer has been great at shedding cap space but poor in evaluating talent signings acquisitions like lindblom duclair hoffman kunnan Zetterland have been duds. Even Ruda, who I thought was a good pickup, has zero points in his minus four through seven games. Well, I would say most of the list you just put out there, I don't know that the Sharks brought them in thinking that they would be positive additions to the roster. Mike Hoffman, Jan Ruda, these were, we took out the trash for other teams. Yeah. They didn't want these guys anymore. You can add Granlund to that list too, who's been hurt. And we didn't even talk about, I mean, Granlund, if you take Granlund, Barabanov, and Couture out of the yeah. forward line, of course, they're going to be better when those three guys are there. They're going to be better. Those are three NHL players, right? But um, I, I would, I'm not ready to put Zetterlund in the... Um, Dud category. Dud category. I think he is on a good team, a really effective fourth line guy, right? Who can score a little bit. He's got a little bit of nasty, you know. Um, he's playing out of slot here. Yeah. I mean, dude, what's your take? 
of all those guys, I mean, Lindblom, I think, is not worked out. And I think it's way too early to say anything about Duclair, who I like already. The other guys we got because we were getting rid of guys we needed to get rid of. And you sort of take what they're offering at this point. So I'm still... And I had a conversation like this with a friend of mine recently this week, actually. And I'm still... I'm still in Greer's corner on this thing. He was given a bill of goods that was bankrupt, essentially, and he had to do the best he could. And if you trade huge cap hits uh, like Eric Carlson, you're not going to get scintillating talent in return. You take what you can get. And the Sharks are not in a let's find difference makers mode. They're not going to go out and spend $10 million on a player. Why would they? What would be the point? Right. I think you can see that, you know, in signing a Matt Benning and signing a Kyle Burroughs to be regular NHL players on incredibly cheap long-term deals, three and four years each, you know, it's laying the groundwork to have NHL players, bottom level NHL players contributing at inexpensive prices, right? Right. And to get you through these next couple of years. Um, I still think the, the, the thing that has to be addressed, whether they're bad or not, is they cannot, they need to lose six to three, not six to nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Because then when you're losing six, nothing and three, nothing and five, one at some point, you're just going to give up. (laughs) <laughs> because you've got no no chance. Yeah. You've got no chance, right? Now, yes, dude, Granlund, Barabanov, Couture, when they come back, the Sharks will be better. They will be a better team. They will be a better team with those three players. It does not solve anything about driving play from the back. Until they address that, I mean, their offensive production is going to be um, it it's going to be stilted. Yeah, and and make no mistake, Jan Ruda was not brought in to make an offensive impact. You look at his stats, his best year was the Stanley Cup winning year with Tampa Bay. He had 18 points in 76 games, three goals, 15 assists. I mean, that's that's not why he's there. That's not what he... Putting him on the power play, It it hurts. It hurts me. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying he's a, he's a bad player, but I'm saying like this is not the role for which he was built as a hockey player. No. No. He's not really meant to run the point on the power play. You know, PP1, yeah. here's Jan Ruda, you know. Right. I mean, this is where, you know, if you can find a match with another team that maybe has <laughs> even there if they if you have a team that is exceptionally deep like in defensemen mm-hmm. and you can trade sharks have some good qual. I mean, you have a player like Nico Sturm, some team will be interested at some point, right? I like Nico Sturm. I do too, dude, but we do not need Nico Sturm. I know Nico Sturm, I think was brought in to eventually be, yeah, show the guys how to play correctly. Right. Try to bring some sort of winning attitude. And then at some point, you will cash out your investment for some sort of draft capital. Yeah. And maybe they can turn him into 
some sort of additional puck moving defenseman that isn't needed from another team that needs a professional bottom six forward. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, Nico Sturm's not going to make, he's, there's nothing wrong with him. Nothing. And Luke Cunnan also, I think yeah. on, on a better team, he's a better player. Sure. <laughs> on this team, I don't know that he, a player like that knows even what to do. Like, what are you <laughs> supposed to do on this team? Like, what am I, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. I am not, I'm, that, my role is not to be a offensive player, typically. Yeah, it's not going to work. No. And that's where, where they've been put in those positions. A lot of it's been due to injury, dude, but still, I, I'm, I'll, for the last time today, I'll say it. Got to address the back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. What do we got coming up here? Let me just look at the schedule. We got Washington's next game. We have uh, Washington, Vancouver, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and then Edmonton. Those are Edmonton, like we've talked about already, but Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Vancouver, and Washington. None of these teams are killing it right now. So the Sharks get their first win in this stretch. What do you think? I think the Sharks get their first win in this stretch of games. Um. <laughs> When do they come back home? Vancouver? Vancouver, Pittsburgh, and Philadelphia, Edmonton at home. So Washington's on the road tomorrow, the 29th. I think they beat Vancouver, Pittsburgh, or Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, I think their best chance is... um, Dude, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I could see... I'm going to say that they beat Pittsburgh just because I think that maybe... There will be some additional emotional incentive right. for the team to stick it to Eric Carlson. Yeah, but also I could see them losing seven one. Yeah, also <laughs> yeah, Carlson <laughs> so, has a hat trick. I yeah. mean, I could I could see it going the other way. Um, I don't know, dude. It's hard to like like this is different because there just is not there's a true void of skill, and when you can't be creative. Like, and create true scoring chances. Like, how can you win? How can you win? I don't know. I think we're, <laughs> we're going to find out. We're going to find out one yeah. way or another. Yeah, it's a bummer. I'm here for it, though, dude. I'm here for it. I'm going to suffer through all of it. Um, I think that they're putting on a brave face. I do worry um, that if they, you know, cannot get a win going here, in the next two weeks that this team like is just going to become a real problem. Is Quinn in danger already? No, it's not his fault. I know, but it, you know, but you gotta, you gotta pin it on somebody. No, I don't think, I don't think Greer's going to take this out on Quinn. Yeah. Quinn might say, can, please get me out of here, but no, <laughs> it's not his fault. I mean, he, he doesn't have anything to work with. It's true. It's not his fault. And I don't think it would be fair to fire him. I don't think Mike Greer is going to do that. I think he they knew they knew putting this team on yeah, the ice this was going to be they they were not trying to make the playoffs and they shouldn't. Agreed, agreed. But uh, <laughs> you'd like to see there's a happy medium that is not just pure embarrassment. And I think that they they need to do something to address that because if they keep this. 
It will be embarrassment. It's like 1992 all over. It will be embarrassment. Is this the worst team since the opening season? Yes. I think so. I think it is. And I think they can make a... They need to find a way for it to continue to be bad, (laughs) but not not horrible. Right. Right? And I think that they can figure out a way to do that. Um, And they're going to have to make some moves in order to make this team competitively bad. Right. Right? Yeah. Be bad. No problem with that. Competitively bad. But competitively bad. Lose 6-3. <laughs> but you have to you have to have your team has to believe that they can beat how can you go out there every night knowing that you're just gonna get clobbered? Right. Right? Yeah. You like, have to give them some hope that they could some win a game here. Hope. And you might have to make a move or two to bring in a few players that can generate some offense because just praying that you might win. Can you win half a goal to zero? (laughs) I feel like that's where we are. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Dude. Dude. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the Sensei Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.